Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And hoo-hoo! More Vincenzo is exactly what the doctor ordered. As is always the case, we pick up exactly where we left off. And we find out that Mr. Cho, uh, far from being too greedy and wanting all the gold from himself, for himself, was just there for the guillotine file. Yes, that's all he wanted. Oh, and this has been like, and the crazy part is, this has been a setup right from the start. Like, right, like him going to Mr. Wang about uh, Mr. Shaolin, right? Um, Wang Shaolin about creating the vault in the first place was so that he would know where the guillotine file was and be able to take it. And spoiler alert, there were no hackers. There was no museum. <laughs> yeah. He he just murdered Mr. Shaolin and stole his retina, retinal scan after poisoning him. Damn. Did not see any of that coming. No, no. Yeah, absolutely not. And then, the, but the best part is, and you're, because you're like, does this create a plot hole? Because he's in the, the, the Korean CIA, which is the, you know, intelligence and security service. And so we wonder, it's like, wait, if you were working for the government in all this, why did you just let the goons rough you up and threaten your family? Why didn't you call up the government? And then we find out that, oh, no, he wasn't working for the government. He was freelancing for someone else. So, like, there's so much going on. In five minutes, we find out that not only has he not just been uh, Vincenzo's sidekick this whole time, he's... Not only a uh, a CIA agent, essentially, right? He is not only a CIA agent, but also, in addition to that, he's working his own angle trying to get the guillotine file for somebody else. It's like, damn, there is so much going on here. None of which I suspected for a second. So, no, uh, no, no. Yeah. I have to say, you know, it's like going talk doing the first time, right? Yep. It's it's like yeah. I mean, I was you're just kind of stunned. Yeah. Although you know because I like I'm not as stunned anymore about these changes. But boy, I know, right? Wow. Yeah. What a what an unbelievable setup we got this time. Yeah. Oh, such a good set of reveals. Oh, my God. So anyway, Vincenzo does what he does. Uh, the guy grabs the one file he needs, the guillotine file. And he's like, if you just let me have the one bar of gold, he the, needs. Was it? the one bar of gold he needs, which is secretly has the guillotine file in it. And Vincenzo, of course, isn't going to let him get away with this. So we have a wonderful fight scene between the two of them. <laughs> As he says, uh, are you abs? And he, and he does the good distraction. He's like, are you absolutely sure the file is in that brick? Like, can you be 100%? And that's what distracts him long enough to get the fight scene going. Yeah. Which is pretty fantastic. Uh, they have a wonderful fight, like beautifully filmed fight scene. Uh, and then we cut away to, and of course, which Vincenzo wins 
Duh. Of course. And the guillotine, guillotine file, file is in that piece of gold. Yep. Uh, he opens up the bottom and checks to make sure. Yeah. Then we then we cut over to the auction where all people are, you know, making their pitch for why they should have the most valuable part of Babel Tower. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, should it be the government? Should it, Sorry, should it be the prosecutors? Should it be the media? Like, who should get it? You know? Who should be in charge? And then who comes walking in? <laughs> Director Ty! Ty! Yeah. <laughs> Say what? He's he's also in the Secret Service, but of course he's in the Organized Crime Bureau part. And you're like, oh my God, has Mr. Ann been betrayed? Like, what is happening here? I can I can only go back to my, and that yeah. was exactly my thought when I went back to the, when I saw it the first time, I'm just going, oh shit, even him. Even him? Everybody? Is this? So anyway, I don't know what's going to happen, but I did, again, didn't see that coming. Nope, didn't see that coming. Yeah, that one was a completely left field thing for me. All right. uh, Then it turns out, oh, we got a heartwarming scene where Vincenzo takes the gun apart and uh, yeah, there were no bullets in it. Yeah. For For all of that stuff, Mr. Cho, like it wasn't, all of his stuff with Vincenzo wasn't a setup. He yeah. really did, like, he really did save Mr. Cho's life. Yes. In uh, uh, in Italy. And so, no, all the stuff about him being a degenerate gambler, no, that was all a lie. He yeah. just desperately needed to get in there because whoever he's getting the file for is putting pressure on him. Yeah. But he was, in fact, like, he was, in fact, almost killed in Italy if Vincenzo hadn't saved him. So he yeah. really does owe a debt of gratitude to Vincenzo. Like, that part was 100% true, and that's why he didn't bring a loaded gun. And we're like, oh, Yeah, <laughs> isn't that nice? <laughs> See, there are real friends in this world. <laughs> yeah, and you got the guy being like, I just pretended to be a good guy. Aww. <laughs> It's so nice. But he, on one level, no, he really is. Yeah, he yeah. really is. Uh, and as he said, I was still figuring all of it out. And as he said, which is a good point, uh, Vincenzo's like, uh, why didn't you take the file right away? And he's like, because it was safe here. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. So it was best to just leave it safe until I had a plan. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, then why'd you bring tenants into the building? He's like, because I thought having an empty building is would invite vandals who would tear the place apart. And guess what? They might find a pit in the basement. You're like, you're right. All every part of this is internally consistent. (laughs) They just couldn't have predicted all of the problems that they would have. And then we cut to then we cut to them on the bus and as they're talking about the bus the head of the balloon man is like maybe he's just getting us out of here to get the gold for himself yeah why doesn't he's just such a <clears throat> it's so frustrating I mean he's right but it's so yeah. frustrating <laughs> And the next thing we know, we've got the bus, you know, rocketing back into the parking lot for them to go back to searching the building. 
Oh my god. Uh, and then we see them, uh, and then we see as they start searching the building again, uh, uh, we see them quickly trying to put everything back together as fast as they can. You know, uh, Mr. Nam and <laughs> Chung Chi and, uh, Cha Young delay them as best they can from getting down to the basement. Yeah. And, uh, in his rush to get rid of all of the evidence, Vincenzo... <laughs> throws everything down into the pit, including Mr. Cho's coat, which he had taken off after the fight. Yes. And it has the It eye. has the eye in it. <laughs> it has the eye data in it. So they have just locked away the one way they had of getting back in inside the vault. The keys are inside the vault. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, those poor guys! And then, oh, and then, but they, they get it all sealed up just in time to make it look like they're praying when everybody <laughs> gets close. down there. They get down, right? Yeah. Oh, God. They get down there just in time. And, uh... <laughs> And so they're doing their 108, is that the number? 108 yes, bows yeah. to Buddha to try uh -huh. and remove uh, vi vice and greed from their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the absolute... Notably, though, the one person, I think it's notable that we see that the one person, because the ones who were going to the basement that they had to delay were Mr. Lee, the the tailor, and the hacker. And we see that as they're praying, the hacker notices that one of the boards is slightly misaligned. Yep. So now the one person who maybe could conceivably break them back into there, maybe is also the one person who knows that that's where the gold is hidden. So there you go. Uh, this is going to set up something interesting, but the best part is, so they, everybody goes back and apologizes to them for not trusting Vincenzo. And then Vincenzo gets told. <laughs> and then, then Mr. Cho tells Vincenzo that the coat and the file are downstairs. And Vincenzo starts weeping and praying for real. <laughs> such a good scene. Oh, it's such a good scene. Yeah, he starts actually freaking out. Yeah. And so mad at himself, because now, as he says, literally the only way for us to get it now is to blow up the building. <laughs> Yes, and then we get the scene and the wonderful scene in the restaurant. I know. Where Vincenzo guilts them all. Yeah. He's gonna cry. Screaming <laughs> at them about how I considered all of you family. How could you think I would betray you like this? Why would you be so suspicious? And they're like, well, $20,000 is a lot of money for a photo competition. So we thought it was suspicious. And then, like, we get the glance at Mr. Nam, who screwed this up so profoundly. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was. He gives that look to Mr. Nam. He's like, yes, I just, it was so generous, but I just made a ton of money on his deal. And I wanted to reward you. Like, how could you do this to me? 
<laughs> and his tears are so wonderful. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, it's such a good scene. It's such a fantastic scene. He's like, I can't accept your apology. And he storms off. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, you know, he does know how to play the guilt card. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> but they've canceled the field trip, sadly. Yep. Oh, and now they go and they talk and he has to break it to he has to break it to everybody that the gold is locked away and we can't get it without blowing up the building. Yeah. So now we and Babel want the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we'll try. And I just love that they're like, no, uh, we, we just send him another vacation. He's like, yeah, no, there's there's no way in. It can't be done. And now he, we go from faked crying to his actual crying. Crying, yeah. <laughs> oh. All his dreams have come to an end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Then back to the deal, right? Uh, uh, back to the deal. And, uh, and uh, we've got Jun Woo being kind of amazed that, like, Everyone is so openly corrupt. Like, it's so, he's like, it's so weird to not be doing this in back rooms and signals and codes. He's like, no, they're all just openly corrupt. And as, as the head of Wusang says, there's no reason to, like, there's no reason for them for the be coy. Everybody knows what's going on here. And as Jun Wu says, once we've got the media and the law in our pocket, what can like what can they do to us yeah if the media covers for us and the law covers for us we will be completely untouchable all right but then the head of wusang is like hey by the way i should probably let you know about the guillotine file and <laughs> oh miss Choi is pissed quite understandably i think because they had agreed to keep quiet about it but uh-huh He's like, no, I, you need guys need to know right away. <laughs> then we go back to Jiparangi. <laughs> yeah, uh, them just being blown away by how terrible the situation is. Mr. Nam is talking about all the mu- things he had picked out that he was going to buy. And she just and Chaeyoung just can't believe that the one person he trusted turned out to be a spy who betrayed him. everything is going wrong everything oh yeah i just love that everyone and they all just start crying on top of him it's so beautiful but yeah and then of course we find out a little bit about the uh the babel group right and And the the connection to the guillotine file and it's like how badly could it damage us and it's like We don't know exactly what's in it, but we know it would hurt us. And it's also going to hurt everybody who participated in the auction. Like, we're all in this. In that file. Yeah. We are all in the file and we are all in danger. Like, it could take us all down. And he's like, 10 billion won if you can get me this file. And Head of Wu-Sang is like, okay, fine by me. (laughs) (laughs) because if you think about it if he gets his hand on the file then he can just blackmail everybody 
Like it's a perfect situation. And then, of course, once they're out of the room, Miss Choi starts berating the head of Wusang for like betraying their plan because he knows he has to get back in good with Jun Wu because, you know, he tried to have Jun Wu killed quite recently. So, yeah, it's now they're turning on each other. It's all coming apart. And I love it. What? You, you love to see the bad people turning on each other, don't you? Oh, I, that that's what makes this so satisfying. Always so satisfying, right? Yeah. And then we, yeah. Oh, oh my God. And then we get to the next scene, which is uh, what this episode is going to be about. Like, we know what the overarching plot is, but this episode's, uh, it turns out, is about a follow up to the union stuff. Yep. Who doggy? Yeah, guys come in to steal the body of the man who got run over. Yeah. yeah. It was stolen by the gang to stop there from being a giant public union funeral. Because, again, they care so much about the press. The Their goal here is to ensure that there's not, like, a public showing, perf- uh, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a public... More uh, memorial Morning. for this man. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, public oh. memorial for this man, which could get energy and public opinion behind the union. Yes. Which, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, if you, uh, there's a whole lot of leverage when someone has, you know, died, in this case, in a mysterious circumstance. But it's like, if you don't, if you don't put that to work, if you don't put it to work and strike while the iron's hot when your leader dies... Well, you end up with, what, 25 years of extremist, borderline fascist right-wing rule in Israel. (laughs) Strike while the iron's hot, people. Do not allow a period of mourning. The people who killed killed your leader want you to engage in a period of quiet mourning. That's what they're counting on you doing. That's what happened in Israel. And look at the result for Israel. It hasn't been great, has it? <laughs> no. All right. So that's that's my little thing about Israeli <laughs> politics. Uh, let's get back to this. Oh, my God. But yeah, we get a little flashback to Miss Choi meeting with the prosecutor. So, and he threat claims, you know, he's like, I know... I know that you murdered the union leader. You know, there's, there's no, like, you can't hide from this. And she's like, well, if you got evidence, let me know. (laughs) But up until then, you know, I don't, uh, I don't have to listen to these threats. But if you, but hey, you know, yeah, if you got some of that, let me know. Go, go, you become a shaman. Go get the evidence. Yeah. (laughs) Love that scene. Oh, but again, how many bad scenes is this show to? None. None. It's it's none. And not, so not once so again, far. and we get this situation where once again, right? He is uh he is forced to go to Jiparangi. Right? The yep. prosecutor who wants to do the things the right way. Right. Yeah, he wants to do this the right way. He wants to do this by the book. He wants law and order, but it's like 
he is coming to the conclusion, you know, a little late, but he's getting there that it's like it's it's corrupt all the way up and down. Like there's no part of this system that hasn't been corrupted by these people. So me trying to do the right thing, what could that possibly accomplish? So he's like, you, you've got to find this out for me. See, the rotten apple, the rotten yeah. apple metaphor is now yeah. it being is, shown to be true. Yeah, exactly. It's like it has spoiled the once any corruption was allowed in it, everything got spoiled. Yeah. So, again, really good scene, really good character. And you're like, OK, well, what scam are they going to pull this time? Because <laughs> they pull a scam every week and we kind of love it. It's like one of those con men shows. Yep. Uh, and then they go, we go, we see a thing where they go up to the roof. Right. Jipperangi goes up to the roof and she's written out uh, all of the unions, all of stuff about the union, like uh, on the roof in chalk. Right. And then we find about something called the Vision Team at Babel. And the Vision Team uh, is essentially the Dirty Tricks organization that is inside uh, Babel Group, which we've heard a bit before. And they're like, okay, well, the only way to get at them, right, to get at the Vision Team is to find out who are they giving orders to and get someone to testify against them, and then we can make a move. And then we get the punchline at the end of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> where Vincenzo points out that did we really have to come up to the roof for this? Like there was more than enough room on our cork board for all of the stuff you wrote down. <laughs> she wanted fresh air. She wanted fresh air, but I just like the, that they're specifically yeah. calling out the dramatic flourish of the staging. You know? <laughs> like obviously oh. it's taking both our part on the roof because you want the larger world behind them in the framing. But I love that the character is calling out the dramatic framing that the show is doing. Well, it's and the thing much. is, if, wait a sec, but Please. it was set up right at the beginning when her father says to Cha Young, you should have been an actress. Oh yeah. She loves performance. <laughs> she loves spectacle. She always has. <laughs> She loves big dramatic shows. Yeah. And it's like, she has always been in every time. You're right. Her character always demonstrates that. And then we get a kind of a pivotal scene where Mr. Cho is drinking and thinking back on his conversation with Vincenzo early that day. And this is where we get into the fact. Yeah. Like he's like, I still think of you as a friend. And I'm like, huh? Well, I guess he does because he looks pretty tortured as he's drinking. <sighs> and then the most frustrating thing that has happened in ages happens as a door is opened and a man walks in holding a briefcase and he all holds out his hand to uh, say, you know, good Hello? to see you. Thanks for coming to meet me. And we don't get to see who it is. It is, Right. Somebody is paying for Mr. Cho. And here's what I thought was interesting. And I'm not saying it's definitely the chairman, right? Or something like that. But it is worth noting, because I went back and I watched this a bunch of times. And I'm, I've got it freeze-framed. I, well, I did! Because I thought, wait, what's weird about that? And it's like, it seems to be a man's hand, okay? It's <laughs> definitely a man's hand. It's a black, like, it's a black suit and overcoat and it's much more formally than we've ever seen Jun Woo dress I'm not seeing that it can't be but it's like we haven't really seen him Jun Woo 
dress because my first thought is always well it must be the chairman right it must be jun Wu, because he's always behind this stuff but he's dressed really formally with this you know uh not not an overcoat but like this really nice coat and he's holding a briefcase and it could be him it absolutely could be him but I just, I want to get a screenshot of the briefcase and compare it to Junwoo's briefcase. Because <laughs> I want to know. I want to, like, I want to know in advance for once. I want to, I want to call one thing once on this show. <laughs> you know? But I mean... But it's like... <laughs> But I'm like, it can't be Junwoo because then he would have to already know about the guillotine file. And like, did he? The, oh, this show, it's so good. And it's so torturous. The way this show teases us, it's so frustrating and so satisfying. I just, they do an amazing job, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And this episode and this scene is just yet another amazing, amazing reveal that we get nothing but. So yeah, uh, just just a wonderful moment. <laughs> All right, what happens after that? <laughs> we, we, we. <laughs> so then we get to the ex CEO. Oh, the little brother. Meeting with meeting with the head of Wusan, and then he decides to go out and do what he always used to do: get yeah. drunk. Yeah, he makes himself <laughs> yeah makes himself look like such a buffoon that his brother will forget he was ever a threat. Yeah. And and he's like, that's the only. Uh, I just love that the head of Wusan. He won't kill you. You're his. Uh, you're his brother. Like he'll put family first. And he's like, he killed our dad. Yeah. <laughs> like you think he wouldn't? You think you, he wouldn't kill me? Of course he would. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes. Oh dear. But yeah, it's like go back to being a buffoon. Go back to being an embarrassment, and he will completely forget. Yeah, so he goes in, and then he ends up in the cob station, and he's jumping all over the, the place. tables and throwing money around and saying, here, how much money do I have to give you to just let me leave? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Miss Choi. Miss Choi has to get called in to fix the problem. And it's like, is it going to work? Is it going to deceive Miss Choi? Or can she see this move just as well as everybody, uh, just as well as the head of Busan? <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, I'm glad you're here, Miss Joy. I want to sue everybody. <laughs> yeah. Throw the cops in jail. Yeah. The press is uh yeah, the press is having a field day referring yeah. to him. Yeah, it's like mocking him. And meanwhile, everybody loves the new CEO. Cause and again, as they know, like, he's as handsome as a K-pop star. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny now that I know where he's from. Yeah, well, and that's the funny thing, eh? as, as I said before, right? There are all sorts of cameos that... Yeah, yeah, like uh, like as you pointed out to me, the time when his bandmates were the yeah. guys on the TV show. They're like, God damn it, the press loves him. How are we going to undercut him? <laughs> How are we going to figure this out? Which ends up being pretty great. And then, of course, we get a scene where... Uh, the old chairman, you know, Jun Woo, tells him off for seeing, uh, for being such a buffoon again. 
<laughs> and he's yeah. and he's like, no, it's great. Keep up the good work. After all, if you're publicly seen as a buffoon, then when I have to like send you to jail for my crimes, everyone will believe you're incompetent enough to have made these mistakes. You know, it's like when uh, when something really yes. bad comes down, I'll just say it was all a mistake by my idiot brother, and everyone will believe it. Yeah, I know. I know. He's just such a monster. He can't stop being a monster for a second. No, and he gives his brother this wonderful watch. I know, a matching watch to his own. That's like his. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, I know. Such a sweet move between them. Ugh. Everything. Everything he does to his brother. And that's the thing, it's like his brother's so awful, but Jun Wu is such a monster. You yeah. end up feeling sorry for him having to put up with this guy his whole life. Yeah, like they they've done a great job. Yeah. Like you don't like the chairman, but at the same time, you get how he's been walking on eggshells his whole life. You know, you you don't like the ex-chairman. Yes, the ex-chairman. I've been calling him the chairman for so long, you know? But he's the ex- But he's now the former chairman, yes. And then we yes. get the slow, more slow motion walks as he comes to the office for the first time ever. As the chairman. As the chairman. You know, the guy who actually runs Babel for the first time ever. It's very nice. Does his little wave, you know, uh, thanks his brother for doing such a great job holding down the fort <laughs> all of these years. Again, he plays this perfectly. <laughs> he plays this perfectly. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great scene. All right. And after that, we do... What's after that? What's after that? <laughs> You're sitting here. You just can't remember. We go back. So, so Cha Young and, and Chenzu are eating. Oh, yeah, because right? they got to talk about how they're going to get him, right? Yes, they have to decide. And with Mr. Ham, okay? Yeah. So they go off to this, this restaurant. And they and talk they about how they there. no one has ever been able to get a warrant to get in on their Dirty Tricks organization. Yeah. So we've got to find out, uh, you know, it's like, well, who runs Vision Team? Well, there's the villain. And the second uh, in command is a guy who used to be in second in command of the union so he betrayed the union enjoyed the company and so he got hugely paid and he made all sorts of false accusations that got the former head of the union thrown out of the company <laughs> so a perfect a traitor and a scumbag exactly the kind of guy you want to get rid of and then we see the the head of uh the vision group who comes across as pretty terrifying yeah yeah <laughs> like a terrifying guy the kind of guy who when he sees the chairman in the hall bows all the way down and stays that way until the chairman has walked past yes so again to uh like he's 100 percent loyal like as loyal as they possibly come but it's like ah the the look he gives the chair uh, the old chairman as he walks past you're like okay well he might be super loyal but he certainly doesn't respect the old chairman <laughs> so maybe no. he's smart well, yeah he's smart enough yeah. to have known something else was going on there was always well there is the hierarchy like it's a weird thing that you see right Cons consistently this hierarchical structure right. Social structure. 
right? So then we go. Yeah. To get the second in command of the Union. Yep. And I gotta say, I think what I really like about the whole getting the second command of the Union is like, how shamelessly like there was no shame whatsoever to the way they're just like yeah we're just gonna kidnap and threaten people like we're going to fight fire with fire we are using their yeah their tools against them and i mean hell they they killed the assassins you know like they are (laughs) it's kind of fantastic it's it's amazing that it's like there's no shame and there's no are we doing the right things like because if this were happening in a North American show you'd have people castigating themselves about yeah. whether it's hurting their morals to be like the uh, like the bad guys in the situation but the weird part watching this is like Vincenzo he killed a kid that time or as far as we know like he already yeah. thinks of himself as completely morally compromised yeah. So he doesn't, he is, like, this stuff? This stuff is child's play for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, pretending to put a guy into a, to, a tank of cement and drown him alive? That, that means nothing <laughs> to him. <laughs> this is child's play. <laughs> Which, yikes, but also, it it's, like, it shows you where he's coming from. And, like, I know that an emotional reckoning is coming for him later. Because they wouldn't be setting up the stuff that he's haunted by and his wonders about whether he can go back to being a good person. Like, yeah. they, if if it, I know enough about this show now to say that that wouldn't be set up if it wasn't going to get paid off later. Like, this show yeah. does. But, but, you know, I mean, the, the way that they pay these things off is so different than anything you can expect. Yeah, and expect. that's the thing. And it's yeah. every time. It's always different than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so they threaten to throw him into the water and he just agrees to, <laughs> he agrees to turn on his boss. Uh, he's just like, no, like I, t- I turned on the union. I'll turn on my boss. And they correctly said, the man betrays people. That's what it yeah. is, there is at his core. He's a betrayer. So like if we give him a better deal, he'll betray his bosses. Just like he betrayed the union for, uh, for bad, for Babel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they make their deal. <laughs> then we get a scene where he's talking and he's like, I want $2 million or I'm just going to spill everything. <laughs> you know, I'm going to spill everything if you don't give me $2 million uh, by tomorrow. And he's like, I've got every email for every shady thing you ever told me to do. And I'm going to spill all of it if you don't. It's pretty nice. And then uh, they, they, it all went so well that they feed him some of those delicious yams. <laughs> and that's how they're celebrating now. Oh, my God. And uh, the union, right, the boss, uh, is in fact, comes oh, over with the He's the vision files. boss. The vision boss, yes. Uh, he's like, what the hell am I going to do now? Meanwhile, they've gotten all the files from the guy they kidnapped and they bring it to the prosecutor. He's like, now you can get that warrant you wanted. You can actually get in there and uh, find out what's going on. And of course they knew uh, that they knew what was going to happen there too, but uh, we'll get to that scene in a second Uh, because all of the mobsters go, 
the mobsters uh they actually go for lunch after their crimes <laughs> they go and they have a nice meal and it's everybody well i mean the the crystal balls weren't there for any of this but everybody else is there so it's uh it's him it's chayun it's mr nam it's mr an and it's mr um oh god uh the wrestler why am i blanking on his name lee no mr lee's the no mr lee is the own martial artist yeah yes the, the wrestler uh, yes mr tack okay mr tack and mr lee mr. in my defense mr scissors is mr tack mr lee's the martial artist i always get them mixed up i know <laughs> and it's embarrassing but i always do it so yeah he's mr lee mr tack is the uh mr scissors all right so then we get the most important character moment for vincenzo in the entire scene because for the entire show they haven't made a big deal out of it, but it's been 100% clear that the way that Mr. that Vincenzo feels about Inzaghi mm -hmm. is how he feels about the people who live in the, like, how he feels about the plaza and its inhabitants. Yeah. Yes. And so at the start of the show, he just wants Inzaghi out. Right. Yeah. And then Inzaghi is making his life difficult and he's frustrated. And now he's gotten to the point where he is actively feeding and trying to make peace with Inzaghi. And <laughs> this is 100 percent consistent throughout the show. If you yeah. watch every time he has any interaction with Inzaghi, it is a one to one representation of how he feels about the inhabitants of the building at that moment. Yes. And so this like he is so the fact that he is so soft with Inzaghi at this point shows that like even though he was screaming at them earlier in the episode, he really does want to do right by them at this point. And yes. he's not welcoming them into his home, but he wants them to do well and he wants to make that happen. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. Again, the the show is really good. Yes. <laughs> Cuz it is never ever Right. It is like it has never been outright said any of this, but always his relationship with Inzaghi has completely mirrored what his relationship with the building's residence is in that episode. Yeah. And it's like you this is stuff you could not notice. You could watch the whole show from beginning to end and never notice that that's going on. But there's so much extra meat to the show and so many more layers to the show if you're paying attention to those kinds of details and those kinds of relationships. Exactly. Like, I have sometimes I want to talk more and then I go, but I can't really because, talk more because I'll you're eventually... Gonna give up, yeah, you're going to get to stuff that happens yeah, later. Because you're right. Yeah. And you yeah. will see how right you are later, later in the show. Okay, later in the show. All right. So, yeah. I think after we fit, let's face it, after we finish watching the show, we're going to do an extra like 2-hour episodes <laughs> just going back over how impressive this show was. Yeah, because yes, uh, th there is a big payoff okay. for this. All right, all right. No more then. No more. There you go. That's it. That's all I can say. And you would never guess it anyway. Okay, so. all right, just, 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 don't, you're you're going to trick me to trying. All right. So then um, we uh, we do another one of their time break things where we find out that. Uh, right. Where we find out that we see him about we see Jun Wu about go, uh, to go into his big revealing himself 
And he's going to do, uh, sorry, it's not another time jump. The time jump comes later. Uh, later today, he's doing his big reveal, his big, here's the future of the company. I'm the new chairman speech at a giant, like, youth business thing. Because he's the, yeah. the young, hot chairman. But before, he's been called into the prosecutors. And yes. we find out immediately that actually we want you to leak that you've gotten a warrant to search your uh, your vision headquarters. Like leak that they've got the warrant so that they come in super unbelievably cocky. And that's yeah. exactly what happens. They come in super unbelievably cocky. Mm -hmm. But they get a call and then we see the vision chairman getting a call, the vision leader getting a call that they have to clear out the offices. And so we see them getting all the files, putting everything in boxes, shredding what they can, taking stuff off-site, off -site, moving all the computers. And then as a guy moves a giant box of super-sensitive documents to, that they can't shred to be moved, uh, held somewhere safe off-site, who's waiting by the elevator? <laughs> Mr. Nam and Mr. Ahn. <laughs> Who signal that the guy's coming downstairs with the files. Yep. And then we get a great scene where the, some goons come up to uh, stop them. And they're like, what the hell are you doing here? It's like, well, we're from the security company. Like, uh, like, we're from the security company. We're in charge here. So you better not question us. And of course, Mr. An has an ID that proves that he is because yep. he works for the FBI. Of course he can get that. Yes. No, he works for the CIA. The CIA, yes. Well, no, but it's the it's the organized crime bureau within it. Like yes, yeah. Well, never mind. No, no. Okay, he it's international for, crime. It is international crime. And the crime. FBI, contrary to TV in North in in the does United never States, deals with international the crime. You're FBI right. does not deal with any international issues. So yeah. it's it's not exactly the CIA, and it's not the exactly. FBI. Yeah. But they're just, but it's it is an organization. Yeah, the an organization with different remits. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But the fact is, they constantly refer him to as working for the organized crime bureau within it. But anyway, the guy gets to the basement and immediately he's waylaid. Uh, he's waylaid by our heroes who steal the files from him. Yep. So now they've got a whole box full of incredibly incriminating evidence. <laughs> And so back at the uh, back in the interrogation, they're feeling really cocky because they got the text saying that we have gotten all of the files out of the office. There's nothing for you to worry about. Oh, how little they do they know. <laughs> uh, you think you're on top of the world, but uh, something's coming real soon. <laughs> I loved this next scene so much. <laughs> Again, uh, they're so good at surprising me. You know, yeah. they really are. They're so good at surprising me with these scenes that are so much more delightful than you thought they were going to be. Oh, God. All right. So, yes, we had all sorts of we had more news. Right. Uh, which was kind of weird. It's a uh, it is a slightly weird scene. Right. Because uh, uh, it's a like we get all of these news broadcasters that they cut to. Like, yes. Because we're seeing in the, and I didn't understand what was going on there, because we're seeing them facing off, but then we go, and it's like, it's such a weird scene, because we're getting a news broadcast, but it seems to be 
like about the scene we were just watching. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they're talking like they're they're talking yeah. about the events that are happening in the interrogation. Yes. Yes. Well, and here's here's is here's this supposed to be a meta thing? Like I didn't. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that who when they ordered out the food, oh, somebody called, somebody the called it in. Okay, Remember, and, okay. It's just I I didn't. And yeah, I guess he's such a celebrity now that every bit yes. of his life is being reported on. Even the food he. Okay, I didn't get like it was so weird to me. Like, I didn't get that. Okay, so they're saying that he's such a celebrity that now even while he's being interrogated, they're reporting on the food. He, okay. All right, I missed a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I missed. You missed the joke. Missed no, the joke. Yeah. You know, that he's this K-pop star that nothing can go wrong for him. Yeah, yeah, he's on that Everybody level. loves him. Remember, he's so handsome and he's, he's so, so this. Yeah, he's the handsome he's young so chairman and okay. Yeah, I did not get that. Okay. I feel kind of dumb now because just I can't imagine something like that happening. But of course, that's the world they're operating in. It's like this weird heightened. Okay. That's actually very funny. And I feel very silly now for having missed it. But you can enjoy it now. I just want to enjoy it now that you explained it to me. <laughs> yeah oh okay that's that's legitimately very funny okay so way to go you're even more impressive than i realized and so now it's back to the union uh the union but the union judas who is on the phone with the head of the vision group saying you know it's like i don't care that you got rated give me the the two million dollars right or i'll uh i'll hand it over and he says come alone to the place i got uh, or I'll be sure that this files get to the prosecutor. Of course, we already know the files have the pro are at the prosecutors. So what is their move here? Are we going to find out? Well, we'll get to that. And then, of course, they taunt him by not giving him any of their chicken dumplings. Because, yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, we should have mentioned he's a tubby guy. And that's yes. why they're mocking him with food. Uh, it's like not their not their finest moment, but it's still fun. Oh, and uh, and then we go to the place where the conference is happening, and uh, Vincenzo the youth bribes leaders. the youth leaders conference. Yes, of yeah, Korea of Korea, and uh, and we see Vincenzo bribing them. Right uh, to uh, bribing the AV guys to set up a surprise for his buddy, who's going to be speaking at the conference. So, yeah, right away, we know something good's going to happen. <laughs> then the old chairman introduces Jun Woo, who shows up, like, in a ridiculous outfit, wearing a white hood. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. A K-pop style cool guy outfit where he's wearing sneakers and uh, jeans and a, a white hoodie and a trench coat. Yes, and understand, it's the white hoodie. I mean, nobody yeah, no, no. Yeah, the, I mean, amount, but, amazing amounts of money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Can wear a white hoodie. Oh, absolutely. You look. It's kind of ridiculous to be show offy like that. And so he gives a big speech and he talks about you know how the youth has to get out there and be audacious and you know stand up for yourselves and like here's what we're gonna do for the future. We're gonna be inventing clean batteries and completely revolutionize the electric car industry. Right, and it, and we're right. Oh, right, they have a car company too, don't they? Yes, that's 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 new. 
Now, none of this is working right now, but uh, Mm -hmm. who cares, right? And then... uh, I love the line. Wait a second. I love the line that the former chairman says, which, who wrote this script? I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. And then the best part is, oh... Then they start playing the meeting that the union guy had with the head of the vision group. Cause that all of that scene was all happening last night because of the constant time jump. This is the time jump I was warning you about. <laughs> so yeah, they had the meeting and they only had to get, uh, they only had, he could only come up with $300,000 before the meeting. And, he, and so they, and he gets him to loudly incriminate himself. And then they have a fight and they both go falling into the same pool that they were using to torture him earlier. (laughs) It's so good. Oh man, it's such a good scene. And then the coup de gras. Yeah. (laughs) The Babel chairman is incredibly frustrated but he's not going to lose his composure. He notices Vincenzo is there watching because of course he is. And then, bang! They drop a bucket of blood on his head. Pig's blood. (laughs) Pig's blood on him, just like in Carrie. And he goes from having a perfectly white hoodie to a blood red hoodie. Damn! (laughs) Well, you know, it was something that they do in the Italian mafia. Yep, the pig's blood. Well, they had talked about it earlier in the episode. About it. It's like, oh, maybe you want to take part in the whole pig's blood ceremony. (laughs) Oh, so beautiful. The setup is so beautiful. And he does another bravo. And you get, I think, what might wind up being a pivotal moment. You get the former chairman seeing Vincenzo getting one over his brother and being very charmed and entertained by it. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, uh, we we have had like him getting more and more upset and frustrated with his brother. Like, are we looking for the chairman to like, cause he's already tried to kill his yes. brother. He's already tried to the, yeah. I was about to, uh, uh, but he's already tried to betray his brother. He's already tried to ch- uh, kill his brother. Is the ex chairman going to switch sides? That's what that shot seems to imply could be coming again. I don't watch the next time on Vincenzo and I don't let you say anything. So I don't know, but you want to know where I am. That's where I am right now. Cause they're blowing bubbles. Bubble gum. They're blowing bubble gum. Oh, so I'm glad good. I'm not acting. I'm not acting in that scene because I had ne- have never in my life succeeded in blowing a, a bubble. decent bubble. Yeah. Out of bubble gum. Yeah. You know what? Some people have it. Some people don't. It's all about uh, mouth and tongue construction. And some people literally <laughs> just, no, it's true. Some people literally just can't blow bubbles. Like it's just, it's one of those things. It's in the same way. Some people can't roll their tongue. Some people can't blow bubbles. Same exact deal. Hell, might be the same cause. I don't know. Can you roll your tongue? Roll it how? Well, make it so your tongue looks like a tube. No. Yeah, that might be it then, because I can roll my tongue. And I can blow bubbles just fine. So yeah, uh, if you make your tongue look like a tube. Hmm. So the two edges of your tongue on the left and right side are meeting at the top. Yeah. No, I can't do that. I couldn't even do that if I... I 
put your finger and try and twist it. Yeah. yeah, like some people have those muscles and some people don't. And that might be the one that's related to uh, being able to blow bubbles of all things. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah. Um, what a week. Yeah. What an episode. Like this one was fantastic. Like it wasn't as many giant moves as last week with the people getting guns put to their heads and executing people and like giant earth changing things. The chairman getting shot and deciding he was going to come out and reveal himself like last week was gigantic earth shattering, you know, status quo upending changes. And this week yeah. isn't that, but it's. No got so like a so many fantastic scenes but also a lot of really good reveals like yeah. good reveals like about the way the world works like it's it's very well done this week yeah. sorry i'll stop interrupting no 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 it's it's not a big pro it's not a big issue no i was just going to say you know that they need a it's like you have to have you have to move certain parts of the plot forward. Yeah, to set up what they're, they're doing. And they're not big. They're not big parts of the plot. Yeah. But still. But we need to know, get those pieces so in a, place. Yeah, and you have to do them with, with a little bit of panache. Of or a lot of panache, which <laughs> is in this show. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So we find out a lot. You get a lot of interactions. You see the trouble brewing between. Um, the brothers. The brothers at the end, you see it between the head of Wusan and, and Ms. Choi. Yeah. Ms. Choi. And you see, you know, and and I think that scene too with Inzaghi where he's just going, look, I gotta get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and and he starts and he's been feeding him. He starts mm -hmm. feeding him and everything else. So it's it's um, you know, yes, and as you say, that metaphor, and you have that stupid going off to the spa. And then rushing back. And you get just little things, right? Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, and I think that's, I think that's, a, I think you're making a good point, which is like, even when this show is just doing the mechanical work to move the plot yeah. forward, they yeah. find a way yeah. to couch it in these delightful scenes. Yeah. Like great care. There's still great character moments. There's still incredibly entertaining scenes to watch, even though I can see that, well, they're just mechanically moving the plot forward. Well, yeah, yeah. but they're still doing it artfully. Yes. You know, and they're, they're still, still keeping, yeah, you keep watching and you're not bored. No, never. You're never bored, even when it's just exposition and when it's just plot machinations. It's, it's a damn fine show. <laughs> like, it is just a damn yeah. fine show. All right, so, um, yeah, I guess join us back here next week for now, though. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you think we should check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, we would love it if you would rate and review it because that's how people find the show. We'll see you back here next week. But until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.